listening to the Unapologetic Podcast, starring the actual factual Kimberly Smith and Sir Goodwin Live weekly podcast based around black culture, current events, entertainment, best friends series, black love series, and controversial and informative topics, shows, featuring special guests. Subscribe, listen, and follow on all podcasts and social media platforms. This is the building today. How are you? Blessed, black, and highly favored. How about yourself? One thing about being blessed, black, and mm. highly favored, you're going to be that whether you're having a bad day, That's a good true. day, when you're feeling discouraged, mm. or when you're feeling encouraged, this like we're going to be today. Amen. <laughs> Come on through with the uh, with a word. Yes. Uh, today's guest is uh, someone who is a... Um, uh, a, a good close friend in my head, oh, but okay. he always answers my calls and texts. Amen. So I, That's I, all that I matters. I must say that he is no stranger mm-hmm. to the Unapologetic Podcast, but we'll get into some of his past um, appearances a little bit later. Oh, okay. But uh, today's guest is a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. He's a writer. He's a public speaker, a community advocate. Uh, big picture thinker and one of my favorites, a leader, a leader for our community. Let's give a round of applause to Brother Tim Jones. Thank you for being here today. Hey, uh, good evening. Happy Sunday. Happy Black History Month. We got another few days left. I'm happy to be here. Yes, it is Black History Month, and I, I'm a repeat offender with all it. my clothes, <laughs> but I love uh, uh, that it's Black History Month, and mm-hmm. we get to celebrate today. Uh, we want to start this series uh, a little earlier, but Sundays in February, Valentine's Day, Super Bowl, yeah. we want to tie out the people. So yes. we're so glad that Brother Tim Jones is here to be uh, here with us today. Yes. On February 21st, mm-hmm. when we left. And we will uh, continue next Sunday, too, with the Whitlock. Yes. Uh, I've been knowing you, Tim, for a long yeah. time uh, by way of NIU mm-hmm. in DeKalb. Right. Oh, okay. That's where it all starts. That's right. Huskies. Huskies. Shout out to the Huskies watching. Oh, yeah. okay. And uh, Tim is, uh, you know, all those things that I said earlier, but he's also a pretty good athlete, okay? Played, oh, uh, okay. I met him playing shortstop on the softball That's team. right. And that's probably the hardest position to play in baseball. I'm going to so, take uh, your word for it. You've been a leader for a long time. Baseball was my best sport growing up. And I was discovered by Goodwin. He saw me make a throw, and he pulled me to the side and started like, hey, man, you want to play for this uh, 15 and up AAU team? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's how we really met. You really do step in and grab people when you need them, huh? Uh, you I reach will out your hand? You. Okay. I will approach you. Okay. It's actually kind of backfired on me in some way. Somebody oh. just said some nasty things about me uh, approaching them. But you know what? I got to be me. If I want, to, I want something, I'm going to ask something, I'm going to do it. Okay. But anyway, uh, after DeKalb, you went on to Northwestern. All right. Uh, tell us about that experience. Well, I went to business school. And um, I, I just felt like I was called to some heavier lifting in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 
the soft skills. I had the relationships. I can sit down with anybody and, and build relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I needed the theory. Um, I needed to figure out how to take the relationships, how to take the knowledge, the data, and make processes, make frameworks so that we could drive our communities to a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, I could have did that without going to business school, but business school, particularly Kellogg, one, two, three every year in the, uh, as far as the rankings. Um, I could have went anywhere, but I went there. It peeled back a piece of my brain that I didn't know was there as far as just creative thinking, um, creative planning, just strategic thinking, met some great people. So, yeah, but it, it's just a part of the journey. Okay. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you recommend college? Oh, yeah. oh, you got to go to school. Okay. You have to go to school. I think the goal now is to figure out a way for someone to finance you to go to school. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. And for kids that can make the grade, scholarships. Um, for people who work in corporate America, mm-hmm. have your company pay for it. For people who don't work in corporate America, figure out a way where you can align yourself with an organization that will pay for you to go to school. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the hang-up with higher ed is the cost of it. True. Not necessarily just good when just Kimberly had a capacity to be there, mm-hmm. but can she afford this and pay rent mm-hmm. and bop, 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 bop. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Biden with him paying for a uh, community college? It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, I mean I, I've worked for a school now that pays for any senior that accumulates a 3.0 or higher mm-hmm. from freshman year to sophomore year, full tuition. Wow. Right? So that needs to, to reach every generation, mm-hmm. every level of, uh, or every person at every educational level. Finance is the biggest reason why people decide not to go. Not, not necessarily, again, do they have the mind or capacity to go. Do you think that's still true? I think that I, I totally agree with you. The people should get an education, yeah. but I think that with our generation, education was pushed pushed on us um, because that's what you were supposed to do. Sure. Like our 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 parents, our grandparents didn't get this right, so we should be thankful and we need to go and bring right. it back. Right. But I feel like with this generation, I do agree that they need to go to school, but I don't think that it's pushed in the same type of way. I think education for them is something that they can get to later because yeah. they can get to funds now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you have a specialized skill or mm-hmm. talent, absolutely. Graphic design. Uh, there's kids that could, could take a computer apart and put it back together, I wouldn't necessarily push them to school. Okay. Um, I wouldn't necessarily push someone that's just naturally gifted uh, in the arts mm-hmm. to school. And so there's some exceptions, but I think overall across the board in general, I'm teaching my girls, my son, that education um, is really important. Mm. Uh, that's great. So you have um, always been just a very positive person. Right. One of the things that uh, I love about you, and you came up with leave no potential on the table. Right. What explain how that came about, and what does that mean? Man, I think the mantra turned three or four in December. But anyway, it is this. Uh, so I believe that we all are born full, full of gifts, skills, abilities imagination, desires, and somewhere along the way, um, 
we we don't get that out of us or we suppress those things, mm -hmm. right? I'm not, I'm not really that good to be a, a supervisor. I'm not really that good to run for Senate. I'm really not that good to... So you suppress it. Leave no potential on the table. It's an exercise in reverse suppression. It's this idea that whatever I believe God told me I can do, whatever I'm naturally gifted at, when people think of good when they think of... Uh, articulation, they think of speaking, they think of writing. So any of those gifts, skills, or abilities that I have, I'm going to get them out of me and I'm going to die empty. We're born closed and full. Our goal is to die open and empty. Mm -hmm. And you open yourself up by going to school. You open yourself up by picking a trade. You open yourself up by becoming the condo association president, mm -hmm. right? And then that's our responsibility. Age 20, age 30 is to dump all of those gifts out so that when we leave here, we, that's it. I've done everything that I could possibly do. Well done. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Super Soul Saving Sundays, sponsored by Zelia Rose Boutique and Jars by Jasmine. Zelia Rose Boutique, Z-A-L-E-A -A Rose Boutique, ZeliaRose.com and Jars by Jasmine.com, South Loop location for pickup. Um, Super Soul Saving Sunday. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some spirituality, religion, inspirational things, but most importantly, positivity. Yeah. Um, word of the day is something that I really enjoy. That you do on Saturday mornings, bright and early, bright and at early. eight o'clock. So I have to catch the rerun <laughs> when I wake up. Yeah, uh, and we're hoping to get word of the day on the unapologetic podcast platform. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, how did you come up with that? How important is it for you? So there's a woman by the name of Miss Teresa Deer. She has her own nonprofit HR consulting company, but she was also on WVON sixteen ninety world, the, the nation's largest black talk radio station, mm -hmm. 50 plus years old, mm -hmm. 1690 AM. Mm -hmm. um, so she had a show at 8 AM and she wanted me to open up that show with a word of the day. Mm -hmm. Her show was for entrepreneurs, people um, climbing the corporate ladder, um, those just uh, working in corporate America, and she just wanted me to provide an inspirational word of the day. We had met from my moving and shaking in the city. And she said she wanted to figure out a way to give me an opportunity. Probably one of the top five people to give me an opportunity in the city. Mm -hmm. You know how our city is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's very uh, compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. You have to toil to break through and bust through. But Teresa was one of those people who had the platform, had the ability, and allowed me to do it. So I would just pick one word, mm -hmm. um, fit. Mm -hmm. The word is fit and just build a three to five minute talk around fit and how to apply it to your dreams, to your uh, desires and imagination or whatever. And it got she she stepped away from the show last year in the midst of everything. And I didn't pivot. Once she told me it was over, it was over. So word of the day took a whole year off. And then I said, I'm coming back this year and I'm just going to do it from my Facebook live. Uh, platform and so it's again it's just an opportunity to help people navigate and narrate their journey mm -hmm. everybody's navigating but sometimes along the way we mess up with our narration of what we're doing along the journey mm -hmm. man five steps forward eight steps back or whatever mm -hmm. the saying is man i'll never overcome this right the narration of something now 
those energies are working alongside you and they're working against you. It's counterintuitive. It's counterproductive to you saying, I want to be, while at the same time in the atmosphere, I can't, they won't let me, they hating on me. Mm-hmm. It's working against it. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity to, to hopefully fuel people for seven days, who knows, mm-hmm. two days, a few days, and help them navigate and narrate their journey. I really enjoyed the segment. I um, went back and started watching some of your older ones. And uh-huh. the one that really grabbed me is uh, Lie. And I uh-huh. love uh, how you broke that all down with the, you know, lying to yourself and making yourself he- heavier. But I love how you ended it with, by God's grace, I will be better tomorrow. Right. I feel like with everything um, in that, that's one of the, the ones that hit the most because we do. Exactly right. like you right. said, we doubt ourselves, we lie to ourselves, we put ourselves down or whatever. But to see you expand on that, to turn it into a positive was really amazing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're human. Right. Right, and so, I'll hit it hard today, I'll cross the T today, I'll dot the I today, but tomorrow I may not get it right. Mm -hmm. But by God's grace, I get another opportunity to have a better performance, to respond differently Mm -hmm. to my coworker, to my mom, to my, my significant other. And that's what I believe that we don't give ourselves enough of is enough grace that, you know, last year was was traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a really trying time. It wasn't cursed. cursed. Mm -hmm. It was just curved. Mm -hmm. We weren't used to it. Mm -hmm. And anytime you ride a curve, I don't know if you you ever rode on the back of a motorcycle. I have. I didn't want to ask a man that. No, I haven't. Good. (laughs) But when you hit a curve, you hold on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people... They just started, just they let their hands go. They they wanted to jump off the motorcycle, but you hold on mm-hmm. and um, and just give yourself grace that you know it's gonna straighten out. It's gonna get better. High highs, low lows, mm-hmm. but just hold on. You, and it's, it's funny that you said that because um, you know the pandemic is yep. what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it was, and um, all, all it basically told you was to just to lie down almost. Right. You know, just mm-hmm. lie down, relax, you know, right. and, and be home, get, you know, find peace within, find peace with family, close right. to those people you trust. And um that is something that, you know, I got from the word lie. When 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 you first posted it, when you said the word was gonna be lie, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't go where you went. Uh-huh. But then also saw it as a place of uh, when you say lie, like lay, you know, place of attachment and comfort, you know, being in comfort zones. Tell us about, you know, uh, how to get out of comfort zones and how not to be content and stay positive and and get that hustle. Yeah, so the only way to disrupt comfort zones is to give yourself a challenge, Mm. right? And um, we don't challenge ourselves enough. Um, I mean, I work out. But I do the same stinking workouts every time. The moment I get a trainer, he's going to have me running up something with a tube on my back, (laughs) with a person on my other hand, because that's a challenge. And that's how our muscles grow. Not too much or the muscle will tear, not too little or it ain't going to grow at all. Mm -hmm. You need just the right challenge. And sometimes we don't challenge ourselves. And that's the only way out of comfort zones. Mm -hmm. If you can't challenge yourself, um... It's going to be tough to get out of that comfort zone. And I always talk about how to, you know, uh, challenge yourself or how to get out of the comfort zone. You jump. Mm. You can take a high jump. 
You can take a long jump or you can take a triple jump. Mm-hmm. A high jump is a, a place that you never thought, I, I, man, I never thought I would run for a union mm-hmm. president, mm-hmm. right? A long jump is out, maybe a location. I, man, I want to go to, I want to live in LA. Mm-hmm. I want to try out something mm-hmm. else. I want to go do stand-ups at night in New York and bartend um, during the day. Mm-hmm. And then the triple jump is just something that just really takes you far. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you've allowed to lie dormant that you're going to wake up and set up a studio in your crib and broadcast to the world. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that we need to do to get out of those comfort zones. No, no, there's no osmosis. There's nothing. There's not your favorite book you can put under your pillow, mm-hmm. Purpose Driven Life, and everything from the book is going to come up through the pillow. And you <laughs> you got to jump. Yep. It's something mm-hmm. physical that you have to do. Yeah. Uh, Brother Tim Jones is with us today, and I don't know if he realized that I say this to him a lot. I always say, I want to be like you when I grow up. And, uh, <laughs> I think that you all are really getting a taste of that tonight because uh, Brother Jones is uh, just very positive and inspiring. And the pandemic has been great for me, I must say, because uh, just just opening up and realizing who's who and where I need to sure. be and where I don't need to be and right. where I want to go. Uh, and you have definitely helped in that. Uh, why don't you tell us about some of your products that are for pro, for purchase and your website? Sure. I will say this. Um, you know, as I talk about leaving no potential on the table and what that meant for me, it was even launching a website. So mm-hmm. four or five years ago, I launched a website to really just start promoting my brand. I mm-hmm. am Tim Jones. Mm-hmm. And um, it was something that I didn't do for a long time because I was worried about what people would think, mm-hmm. who he think he is, mm-hmm. why does he why does he think people will listen to him? I remember I, I used in 2006 I used to do motivational talks and put them over a uh, uh, hip hop instrumental. Mm-hmm. No. And mm-hmm. I would hand them out at the Harold Washington Coastal Center when they had whatever they was having there. I remember going around to a really popping famous I don't know. They got a lot of drip. They they just they just one of those places where you go if you want to get your outfit together. Okay. They still open right now. They got multiple locations. I went in there and I said, "Hey man, I want to play my motivational talk over the loudspeaker while people shop." Mm-hmm. And I was really cool. I was very nice to him. He's like, "Hey man, what makes you think people want to listen to this?" Mm-hmm. And so this was ten years, twelve, two thousand six was many years ago. Mm-hmm. I wasn't this. Nice and positive, and I said, "What makes you think they want to listen to this?" It was something playing mm-hmm. with a beat behind it, da da. And I walked out of there. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I've dedicated my life to—just uh, motivation, inspiration, civic engagement. We'll get mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally launched a website. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally put some content up on the website. I write leadership blogs on LinkedIn the first Monday of every month there's a leadership blog that I write because I love organizational leadership and being a leader and writing about it and talking about it but motivation and inspiration is my sweet spot so my social media is dedicated to it every day I get up and I do 160 characters whatever Twitter allows me and I put it out Oh, okay. so I put it out on Twitter Instagram um, and, and Facebook mm-hmm. and 
it comes to me the day of. I don't write them out a week in advance. Mm -hmm. I believe it's something that God gives me mm -hmm. to share with people. Mm -hmm. Now, I may get a thought today to share about tomorrow and just it'll just cultivate in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but every day when I wake up, it, those are those are fresh off the press. Uh, I'm inspired by stuff, but all of it 100% is my work. I had people a couple times this year ask me, man, where do you get this stuff from? Mm -hmm. Is this all your work? Mm -hmm. And absolutely it is. 100% it is. I take great pride in that. Um, so I provide these words a day every stinking day, 365 days uh, out the year. Um, as a result, this year, I started putting like some of my favorite quotes on poster because, oh, okay. you know, I believe uh, if you don't write it down, it doesn't exist, mm -hmm. right? Whatever your goal is, yeah. whatever type of man you want, write it down. Six four dimples, got those muscles like right here on this. <laughs> Write it down. The sister, 24, 34, whatever the thing is. Anyway. 36, 24. That's it. Mm -hmm. So some of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is it's, it's a life season, it's not a life sentence. Ooh. It's this idea that we're not always gonna be where we are. Right. Um, high highs and low lows. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this. There's a machine that measures the activity of your heart. Mm -hmm. It's called the electrocardiogram. Mm -hmm. There's another machine that measures the activity of your brain. It's called like getting an EKG. Mm -hmm. uh, the only reason the doctor knows if your heart is healthy or your brain is healthy is they hook you up and that thing goes. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason in our life, we think that when we do like this, it's something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, God has forsaken me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I hate everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's a healthy life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Promotion, loss of a loved one. You find a boo, lose a boo. Mm -hmm. It's a healthy life, though. So right. it's a life season. Um, it's not a life sentence. Mm -hmm. Don't quit. Mm -hmm. Don't throw in the towel. So I'm gifting my friend, my friends. Oh, thank, uh, you. thank you. You need a 12 by 18 frame to get that in there. Okay. Thank you. Um, that's one of them. The second one is um, setbacks um, are really slingshots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think there's anything that can take us out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that can wipe us out. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk about faith in a moment. Particularly if you connect it to a higher power and you know where you're going after this. Mm -hmm. So even if you get taken out of this life, mm -hmm. there's another life for you. Mm -hmm. um, so setbacks are really slingshots and nothing. there's nothing that can wipe us out. We can that. recover from anything. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as nothing that you can't recover from. Mm -hmm. um, if you say that, you use that, stop saying it. You can mm -hmm. recover from anything. You can change the way you feel about anything. Um, so those are just some of the products that I have. They're uh, two for 30, one for 20. But I don't, I don't monetize a lot of my stuff. The only thing that I monetize is my time. Mm -hmm. So I get invited to do graduations, high school, eighth grade. Uh, I spoke at ConAgra, a Fortune 200 company, mm. a couple uh, Black History months ago because I do a lot in diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the only thing I really monetize. I monetize this to start off, but I'm going to be there. They're giveaways. Mm -hmm. uh, I, well, I want to thank you, Brother Tim Jones, for this. We so love much. gifts. We do. And uh, we're going to frame this and, and have them in the studio. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, because yes, it's yes, something yes. that we can be inspired 
uh, from and learn from and grow from and, and help us to continue to grow and right. get bigger mm-hmm. and stronger. Uh, thank, I mean, cut, give it up for Tim Jones. I mean, we gotta, we gotta, I gotta find a round of applause on the board. So, <laughs> uh, so you said a few things right. uh, that I had to try to jot down so I don't forget. First of all, where can we find you on social media? That is your Twitter, your IG, Facebook, and your LinkedIn. I, I'm have to get on LinkedIn now. Yeah, LinkedIn is, I think, where it's going to really happen for me at. Um, I write, again, a leadership blog every month. Last year, I took the year off. The year before that, I wrote two blogs a month. And it's it just covers all things from organizational leadership, um, speaking directly to leaders. If you're in a leadership position, if you're the president of the condo association, if you're a parent, I think it's all applicable. Um, but my LinkedIn is Timothy Jones. Mm-hmm. My motivation and inspiration is is primarily found on I am Tim Jones LLC. Mm-hmm. That's Twitter and that's Instagram. Mm-hmm. My Facebook is Tim Jones. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is where I kind of dive into like a lot of my civic engagements, a mm-hmm. lot of my strong opinions about mm-hmm. politics, race, and culture. As I talked before the show about uh, kind of being kind of uh, what do you call it censored mm-hmm. and not going there. I mean I. Sometimes I, I step outside of that mm-hmm. on Twitter or I'll step outside of it on Facebook. I've been writing, getting ready to write about Mike Madigan um, stepping down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I don't necessarily have a censor button. I do whatever the muse tells me to do, whatever mm-hmm. the spirit tells me to do. But for the most part, motivation, inspiration, I am Tim Jones, LLC. Mm. You also pointed out uh, a change in you uh from whatever year, 06, you yeah. know, to now. And I was going through uh, I Am Tim Jones LLC, and um, it, it went from pictures to quotes. Mm-hmm. So um, what was the change that, you know, that prompted you from, you know, I, I don't know if it happened in your real life, but definitely on social media, from posting the social yeah. to just focusing on being positive. That's a good catch because I never like formally came out and said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was taking a lot of energy out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2008, when we got President Trump elected, mm-hmm. you know, I was like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I was emotionally just, I was angry. I was tired. Um, I was I wasn't scared, but I was just I was scared for the country, mm-hmm. and writing about it, chasing what happened mm-hmm. seven minutes ago, four hours ago, was draining me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to watch a video when an unarmed black man gets shot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I don't want to have to watch that so I can write a commentary about it. I don't want to have to read and study full so I can give a full. Um, different perspective type of because I never try to take you know the the angle that everyone else takes and I was just like I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna opt out okay and I say I'm gonna opt in to what I know I'm really good at and the void that's out there mm-hmm. oftentimes when people think of motivation and inspiration they're thinking of Sunday morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're not thinking of Wednesday before their performance review right they're not thinking um just those days outside of Sunday morning where we reserved inspiration, motivation. Um, and so I just wanted to figure out a way 
to empty myself, but also help people along their way. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, every day I'm going to share. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started sharing every day on Facebook. I would share every day on Instagram, but I would only do it in my Insta story because oh, okay. I had these gremlins telling me like, don't nobody want to see that. Oh, Instagram yeah. is for pictures. Mm-hmm. And so I, I suppressed it. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, we're going to do this probably for the rest of our life. Suppress who we really are of course. and live this lie mm-hmm. instead of living in truth and getting mm-hmm. all this stuff out of us. So I said at some point last year in 2020, I said, I'm going to share it on my main Instagram and I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. And again, I just want to share as much as I can on whatever medium mm-hmm. fits me. Well, let me tell you the one that took me down to the flow. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to look at them. <laughs> They will make excuses for missing your birthday party and take off work to come to your funeral. You need better friends. It's personnel. It's not personal. Kim. 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 Didn't it speak to yourself? We have the same (laughs) written down. Okay. So great minds think alike. This is true. Okay. This is true. Before he he goes into that, Mm -hmm. I want to say this, that there was a time when I was trying to get me, you, and uh, Pastor Robert Evans yeah. in the same room. Mm. And this was, this was, I think maybe over the summer, but, you know, everybody's not comfortable with the pandemic. And uh, so I just kind of had that on hold. But I have, and I'm a cast, I'm very emotional today um, for some reason, so just bear with me. Okay. Um, I am, uh, I said, I, I, I need to talk to somebody about what I'm going through socially. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. And I, I feel like, um, you know, people are not, certain people have not accepted that I'm not that social person, that I'm trying to be better. Even I listen to gospel music all the time, but on Sundays I try to really focus in and start the week off right. right. But you know, certain people are not that accepted. Now I'm trying to say, you know what, Tony, you got to post what you want. If they unfollow you, you you know they unfollow you. Right. Be happy with who you are. Be that positive, helpful person that you are. And uh, you helped me along the way with that, with uh, some of your, with most mm-hmm. of your quotes. And that one, it it, it spoke out mm-hmm. because I always, I know I tell people I say don't have your funeral during the work day because I'm not taking off. You know? Oh wow! Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but I don't mean that. Uh-huh. But but that is that is so true. Right. People, you know, they don't give a damn until it's when it's like you did. Well, we all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun always used to say we all have a date with death. Amen. You don't have to be a certain age. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have this slow cancer dying death. Mm-hmm. It can be gone just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, people just don't wake up. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what was your uh, motivation behind saying that in that particular morning when you woke up? Right. And that was what On came your heart. to mind. Well, some stuff that God gives me is really good. Mm -hmm. So you may see it repeated. Mm -hmm. These have come up. It's not personnel. It's not personal. It's personnel. Mm -hmm. Those, if you just go back, if you have the time, you'll see it come up in a different iteration. But for that is, you know, I'm on social media just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm reading and I'm consuming just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm addicted just like everybody else. My phone told me I pick it up um, every nine minutes. Wow. Whether it buzzes, beeps, blinks, or not. Mm-hmm. So there's some type of addiction going mm-hmm. on. Anyway, people take things too personally. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't. It is a part of getting the right personnel in your life for what's going on in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, people do this at the end of the year. Certain people ain't coming into the new year with oh, me. Yes. I'm cutting people <laughs> off. It's personnel. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. She is a good person. Mm-hmm. He is a good person. Mm-hmm. But for where you're headed, for what God has for you, it's about personnel. Mm-hmm. If you take it personal, it's going to be hard to be successful. Right. It's going to be hard to get sleep at night. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to be congenial. It's going to mm-hmm. be hard to be mm-hmm. uh, have a godly character or whatever mm-hmm. you're looking like if you take it personal. But if you see it as personnel and this is who God wants in my life for this season, because remember, it's only a season. Everybody's not supposed to be... Um, what they call it, my, my ride or die, mm-hmm. my 20-year guy. Like, right. it doesn't work. It's just a season. Mm-hmm. And if we could just realize that it's just a season in every area of our life, we'll stop taking things personal. Mm-hmm. But we should know that people are going to take off work. Mm-hmm. They're going to go home and change to get to your funeral, but they're not going to make those exceptions mm-hmm. for your birthday. Today is the inauguration, not inauguration, the anniversary of Malcolm X assassination. Yes. His approval rating was in the toilet. Mm-hmm. He died broke. Mm-hmm. But today, no one uh, goes without posting him. He's trending on Twitter. He's trending on Twitter he's today. He's literally been trending all day. For a positive matter. He mm-hmm. was trending in 1965 for something much different. Right. Same thing with Dr. King. Mm-hmm. And um, we just have to know that it's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's about getting the right people around you for what's going on in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And you should pivot, right? Yeah. It's not personal. They're not here. But I'm going to find someone better. Absolutely. Who will show up for me when my mom passes. Who will show up for me when I lose my job. Mm-hmm. Because there is a way to show up in people's lives that you are connected to during those high highs and those low lows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, that's a uh, great stuff. Tim Jones, great stuff. We're sponsored by Zelia Rose boutique and jars by Jasmine. Follow them on all social media platforms and the website, ZeliaRose.com and www.jarsbyjasmine.com. Tim, what role does religion, in your life? I wouldn't be doing any of this. Um, I came to faith. I became a Christian 20 years ago next month. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I've been thinking about that every day, probably since last October, mm-hmm. that it was going to be my 20th anniversary or my birthday or whatever to coming into faith. Mm-hmm. Because the 20 years before that, I was my own God mm-hmm. and things were really bad. Things were really slippery. Things were really... I was really living three steps ahead, four steps backwards Mm. because I was my own God. But, you know, I left a school in Russ in Holly Springs, Mississippi and transferred home and didn't have the next step in my life Mm. and started going to church with my mom on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. Mm. And that's when everything changed. Mm -hmm. My whole life, it just went from black and white to HD or... 4K or whatever this Samsung is up here. 
my life just changed. Mm-hmm. And as a result, some of the things that I associated myself with changed. Um, now, I, I come from a family of like community organizers and freedom fighters, so that's in me. But positivity, mm-hmm. uh, inspirational, congenial, uh, turning the other cheek, that's not my family. Um, that's, that's not associated with my surname. And, um, but it was my faith that just 100% that led me right here. What uh, have you been accepted um, completely by friends and family during this uh, journey? No, but that's why we don't look for acceptance or approval. You can't. It's it's too Mm old-fashioned. It's not the way to get things done. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, if I was waiting on approval, it was going to be hard to accomplish anything. Right. Mm -hmm. It was going to be hard to get through grad school, Mm B-school, if I was waiting on approval. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, again... I made a decision to turn in a direction for myself and whoever stayed, whoever didn't come along for the journey, I it was a part of the personnel thing. Mm-hmm. I knew I would, they weren't a part of the personnel for that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really take things personal. I don't care who likes. I don't care who supports. I don't care that these aren't sold out. I'm not tripping mm-hmm. um, because there's work for me to do. I still have stuff to accomplish. Uh, great words. I did not know how much I was living for um, others. Right. You know, uh, being social, getting people together, and even though I was having fun, I was. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I was happy. It didn't change me as a person. I'm still the same person. It just may seem like because I'm not in social. But I didn't know how much I I I, I was doing it for other people. And now that, you know, things have changed and slowed down, and hell, I'm older, too. Yeah, you know, we got yeah. teenage kids. You know, uh, it's, it's definitely been uh, a journey where you, um, a, a lot of people uh, have just just been turned off. Uh, but what it has done, it has strengthened a lot of relationships that probably should have been stronger in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you learn very uh, quickly the first time you tell someone no. Mm-hmm. So even if it's in a social setting or uh, for me, I'm, I'm always the one uh, that everybody calls for everything. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time you tell a person no is really when you get to know their character mm-hmm. because they're so used to you saying yes. Then you become the villain mm-hmm. because how dare you not have the time for them to express their hurt or hate or whatever like that. So I get the social part of it, but I think that's also you more than likely were a lot of people ear as well. So it might have been a social setting, mm-hmm. but they're still using your social setting to get to you to express to you the things that they need in that moment. Okay, okay. that's uh, good stuff. The actual factual Kim Smith, give us your balance between religion and spirituality. I hear that a lot uh, amongst. Uh, uh, I'm spiritual, not religious. Yeah, yeah I've heard people. that. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't. I don't think. I think it's really hard to attain because not there's not a lot of good examples of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't grow up in the church, so I feel like I have that's an asset. Yeah. And then I spent 20 years with the church. That's also an asset. So now I can feel like I can show people how to do it because I know and have both sides. But I wasn't always like that. I, I lived my life for a long time like the voice. You know, I'm performing. Mm-hmm. And there's four people that I'm performing for. And I'm waiting on them to hit a button mm-hmm. and say, you're hired. Mm-hmm. Or um, you can preach on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to ordain you. I'm not ordained. I'm not licensed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's 
probably because nobody said I'm going to ordain and license you. That's how it works in the black church. It is. It's not something that because of uh, of merit. Mm-hmm. It's basically, come on, it's your time. You you anime son. Mm-hmm. You want to preach, right? Get up here. It's nothing about merit. It doesn't matter how faithful you is. You can come in early, stay late. And I'm drifting into corporate America too about you know, getting chose and somebody hitting that button. Mm-hmm. So I always haven't been there. But when you talk about this balance of, of finding balance or whatever that is, it's really tough because before we had to wear masks, mm-hmm. people wore masks, mm-hmm. particularly on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. They would live a life on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then Monday through Saturday, they were a totally different person. Mm-hmm. And so when you get in there, you'd be like, dang, I didn't notice. I thought... And I'm not even gonna pick on the Christian church. This is this happens across uh, religions, mm-hmm. but I can only speak from my uh, experience in the Christian church. Is um, there's nobody that's the preachers don't talk about their their infidelities or their imperfections until they get caught up in an imperfection mm-hmm. or an infidelity. And then they come out and say they're human. And then you're human. But before that, you wanted us to think mm-hmm. you were superhuman. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That you know how to handle your money. Mm-hmm. That you only have eyes for your wife. Mm-hmm. That you're always um, on time. Mm-hmm. That you cross T's and dot I's. And it's not like that. Mm-hmm. And I wish that that was how Sunday mornings could be spent. That, hey, Monday through Thursday, I cussed my wife out. Mm-hmm. here's how we got through that mm-hmm. or we didn't get through it but I was able to come up with a 30 minute sermon for you mm-hmm. that's the type of, of transparency and contrition that people want to see that they don't so they just accept that I know what I'm getting mm-hmm. is uh, symbolism beautiful suit parted hair, beautiful hair, Mm -hmm. beautiful St. John outfit. I know that they look like that right now and their life is messed up, but I'm going to accept this Mm -hmm. because this is, we hide. Mm -hmm. We don't, we're not transparent. We don't talk about who we are. So for me, I always wanted to be that. At one point, I was a millennial pastor at a a church in downtown Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I used to deal with millennials and they used to tell me about their journey of trying to be abstinent. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't tell them, save yourself from marriage. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell them, make sure you're equally yoked. And, mm-hmm. you know, we like to only talk about that for relationships. I would tell them that God knows the desires that you have with your body. Mm-hmm. Here's what he suggests that you do. Mm-hmm. But he also gave you a will. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the greatest gift that any of us have is a will to do whatever the hell we want to do. Right. And take that. Mm-hmm. Not... Don't use contraceptives like the Catholic Church teaches. Mm-hmm. Not save yourself from marriage like most, right? I try to help them to make the word a modern day reality. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes, a preacher, a teacher, guys that we watch, men, women that we watch, mm-hmm. they don't make it a modern day reality. They try to jam it into 2021 and it don't fit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's antiquated. It's not the way that people are handling their relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's not true. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that it needs to be contextualized. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fear in the church, too, as well, 
Um, and I'm speaking because I literally grew up in the church mm-hmm. um, from the time that uh, I could walk up until, you know, I don't go faithfully after college, but every Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Halloweens, uh, all of that was done right. in church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest disconnect is that the fear of the older generation, mm-hmm. pastors included, is that if they change the narrative for us, mm-hmm. then the older generation, like my granny, uh-huh. my uncles and all of them, will then shun them. Uh-huh. Because how dare you come in here and start speaking these new facts? Right. That's not what's in my Old Testament. Right, right. That's not what's in my New Testament. You want to come in and these kids, because, you know, we grown, but mm-hmm. we kids to them. Right. You know, you want to alter this to them when they need to be lead, when they need to be following our example, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So it'll never end in it. I'm, you know, going to speak from experience. Nobody has to agree with me, but there's never going to be a time where the black church conforms to us. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's very true. true. And I don't think I answered your question on how to the whole religion versus spirituality, but the way that I've done it is every day I want to be better. And it's a term, it's it's a term called progressive sanctification. Every day uh, I'm going to get better. I'm going to be a better Tim on Monday than I was on Sunday. Uh, Holistically. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be on FanDuel spending my money trying to win a jackpot. (laughs) <laughs> or I'll handle the guy that cut me off differently on Monday than I did today. Mm-hmm. That is about this whole holistic um, work that I'm doing. That's not just limited to spirituality. It's not just limited to finances, but it's the totality of who I am as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, I think people compartmentalize their life when you start talking about religion mm-hmm. and spirituality, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we can't do. It's a blend. It's not a balance. It's how do I put all of this together to make something that I can be proud of or mm-hmm. that God can be proud of? Because if you're talking about balance, that's an equal distribution. So if I lose Big Mama, who's going to replace her? Right. Who do you put in that place to balance that? It's not a balance. Mm-hmm. It's a blend. Mm-hmm. Okay, my mom. Or my, if I lose my mom, who's going to replace mom? I got to find my aunt. Mm-hmm. To try to just, right, this is a little trouble thing over there where you just get the EQ right. You got to know what to tweet to mm-hmm. get it just okay. Right. Absolutely. Stabilize it. Good stuff, Tim Jones. So earlier you mentioned that you went into a place and they would not uh, play yeah. your, uh, your, CD? your CD. I'll never forget that. Your, your hip-hop uh, spoken word and uh, you didn't say the name, and I'm glad you didn't because you don't show no love, you don't get no pub. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's shout out your church house if uh, you want to. Sure. I, so I um, I was on staff at a church from 2009 to 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, once 2017 hit, I just kind of stepped back, so mm-hmm. I haven't been actively anywhere actively mm-hmm. servant anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I attend a church called Soul City in the West Loop. It's, okay. it's for the most part multicultural, predominantly white. Mm-hmm. The pastors are a couple, married, a married couple. Mm-hmm. But to Kimberly's point a moment ago, it's this all access, come as you are, with your mm-hmm. coffee in your hand, mm-hmm with the guy you slept with last night, mm-hmm. right? No condemnation to whatever, wherever you come from, mm-hmm. come in. 
That's right on now. What Adams and Ray? Yeah, it sits on the corner. Right. We'll be yeah. back in the building on March seventh. Oh wow! Right, um, with you know all types of social distance and all yeah. that capacity things. So that's that's where I am now. But I don't serve. I'm kind of like a fly on the wall. I go in, get the work, and I get out. Um, mostly because I mean I was man from '09 and even before '09 because mm-hmm. I wasn't on staff, but I was behind the scenes really close to the work and I was there all day mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I really felt like it was my obligation to change the way that people saw church mm-hmm. and to, to be responsive to people's needs to remember people's names to remember people's issues and, and just and figure out how to um, how to love on them mm-hmm. without praying on them uh, P-R-E-Y Mm-hmm. Um, because people in the church are very vulnerable. They people are. in social services, the work that I do, are very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very tempting to take advantage of that vulnerability. Yes. And I'm not talking about no, no situation that I've been in. I'm just talking about the people that you receive with some type of hurt, habit, mm-hmm. or hang-up. Mm-hmm. You can do anything with these people. This is true. Um, but A lot I of people that. in the black church will tell you later I think the the biggest thing is this. So when you were raised in church, we didn't have a choice about religion. Sure. This is what we have to do on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That That's it. Uh, get up, get dressed. Right. It's time to go. I think when you get old and then that's how you can, as you get older, teenage, mid-20s or whatever, you can be taken advantage of because don't forget, this is already pushed on you. This is all you know. Right. Then as you get older and start asking questions right. is usually when religion, church, our age group starts to have a problem right. because it's like how, again, how dare you come in and question what I have given you, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be this beautiful, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. So I get the praying part, the praying on people part of it, because unfortunately I've seen single mothers come into the right. church and need help because situations at home are not going well. But then in two to three years, the things that's happening to Sister Morgan or whatever should never have been happening, but it only happened because she was vulnerable coming into the church. So I I also worked for white church for many years. So this idea that it's the black church that's mismanaging money Mm -hmm. that can't get their shit together. I worked for a white church, 500 employees, $50 million budget and the same type of junk goes Mm -hmm. on there. So it's not limited to any, any culture um, it is the ecosystem mm-hmm. is not well. Mm-hmm. And so that means everything, black, white, like, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to have its issues like any organization. But I think sometimes because of our experience, we think it's just limited to, uh, to the black church or whatever. But it's because that's all we To know. your experience, right, exactly. right. Yeah. But everybody's got those issues. I've seen both sides. What area did uh, Tim Jones grow up? Where is Tim Jones from? So I grew up on 56 and Justine, okay. 5626 South Justine. It's the heart of Inglewood. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we the 90s was much different. I mean, we the city is bad right now, mm-hmm. but the homicide totals were north of where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, just day-to-day violence, open-air drug dealing, it, all of it was higher. Um, for me and my friends growing up there. But my mom had a little bit of vision. She got some Section 8. 
subsidized housing, moved us from West Inglewood to Schaumburg, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people affectionately, I was the Fresh Prince before the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh. <laughs> he went from West Philly to Bel Air. I went from West Inglewood to Schaumburg. Mm -hmm. First place that I ever saw a tennis court, roses, an, a an Asian person. Again, my life just got put in the H. HD, 4K. How old were you when you all went to Shumbo? Um, I was 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but because we were just so connected to 56 and Justine, Christmas, Mother's Day, spring break, summer break, I was back there. So where I get a lot of my convictions is I was seeing one thing in Schomburg, coming back, on to 56 and Justine and seeing that the school systems hmm. don't really look the same. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the neighborhoods don't look the same. How the heck do we begin to balance the scale so that Inglewood can look like a Schomburg? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a place that I just began to just cultivate a lot of stuff that I'm doing today. Um, but yeah, man, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, we moved there in 91. I graduated high school. The day I graduated high school, Jumped on the expressway and moved right back into the house that I left in 1991. Mm. That's how life works sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't think I would trade it, man. I, I cut my teeth. I be. I think the Chicago is the best place to develop as a leader. Mm -hmm. I, I'm probably biased because it's the only place that I've grown and developed. Mm -hmm. But the politics, the race, the culture, the classism, the heritage. Um, I, you can't get it in, in many places like that. Sure. I can give y'all that. Y'all have country. a lot. Yeah. Um, is there hope for black people? Uh, looks like we are kind of going backwards. Uh, no, greed, no. money, social media. Uh, seems like the more access we get, just things are kind of just, just kind of going backwards, especially, um, you know, with what we just came through over the past four years. So is there hope for black people, Tim Jones? If we can figure out how to be more consistent as a collective. Hmm. Say that again. These spurts of connectedness and connectivity and collectivity, they're not going to work mm -hmm. if we just do it every four years mm -hmm. to get the big bad boogeyman mm -hmm. out of office. Mm -hmm. They're not just going to work if we do it every three months when someone is killed mm -hmm. um, unnecessarily, unlawfully by the police. There has to be a systematic, formal approach to us being a collective, staying a collective, group economics. It's all a group. Mm -hmm. It's not just the Goodwin family that needs to get it together. Mm -hmm. The Goodwin family has to come together with all of our families. There's hope if we can figure that out. That is Caps lock if mm. I F Ooh. if mm -hmm. we can figure that out. But again, I believe we can change our minds about anything. We can figure out anything if we want to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got to be out. It's got to be more than just this momentary um, times that we do it. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for the next bad thing to mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. The problem with President Obama being elected was. We needed like 700 Obamas elected yes. at that one time. Yes. That's why I don't jump off the top rope with a flying elbow on mm -hmm. President Obama. Mm -hmm. Because you needed 
an entire exactly. group of him. Mm-hmm. It was like what the weekend did with the Super Bowl, where all those guys was the weekend, mm-hmm. or when Slim Shady had all of the guys that was him many years ago in his video. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to take place. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason in our community, when we get a good one who is a good orator, mm-hmm. he went to a good, he matriculated at a good college, mm-hmm. he has a beautiful bride, we're going to lift him up mm-hmm. and lift him up instead of lifting anything mm-hmm. close near almost a good one mm-hmm. got a boo mm-hmm. she not like we gotta lift everybody up at the same time and it's possible mm-hmm. but instead we like to pick and choose right. um, who we want to do uh, mm-hmm. who we want to lift up mm-hmm. and accelerate the process for mm-hmm. and, and, and there's there's ways it can be done as a collective mm-hmm. that we're not really taking advantage of yes yes uh, we'll see it that was uh, well said. You hit that right on the head. I just, uh, I'm prayerful, um, and, and, and we can do it. We can, uh, but we got to definitely be prayerful and hopeful and, and you know, start with yourself. You right. know, start mm-hmm. within your heart and start with just being po- and being positive and, like you say, uplift right. the good people and, and bring somebody with you. Right. You know, grab them up off the street. They're not, you know, just come on. Let's right. help somebody in need. Um, Black people have an issue with the reach back. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Yes. Last time you were here, Tim, we were you were here with Jarquetta. Yeah, Eggleston, uh, nice lady. Really yeah, that's my girl. And um, we were the first time we were talking about the the candidates yep. that were running for mayor of Chicago. Then uh, Jarquetta and Tim came back and they talked about. You know, Lori Lightfoot versus Tony, Tony. Freckwinkle. I was mm-hmm. Tony Freckwinkle. Both of them were Lori Lightfoot. Mm. And Lori Lightfoot, uh, One. you know, came up victorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's check in, uh, let's check in. with uh, Lightfoot. Well, I will say this. There were 14 candidates. I ranked them. Like NCAA bracket, yes. I seeded them. Yes. Fourteen seed, one seed. Yes. Lori was my three seed. Preckwinkle was my second seed. Daly was my one seed. Oh. Um, so I was really close. But how I saw the fourteen candidates was dead on, was mm. spot on. You can rerun the tape. Yes. You can rerun my yes. Facebook. Yeah. I got it all if you want to see it. But what's happening now is um, Lori's gonna be one term. There's no way she's going to get a second term Mm -hmm. after fumbling the teacher strike in 19, after fumbling the business district this summer, Mm -hmm. after being a term coat with the alderman prerogative, Mm -hmm. with the elected school board, Mm -hmm. um, with the we're not making up any days for the teachers being on strike. She flips. Mm -hmm. She doesn't get things right the first time. And as leadership in the city of Chicago, in that in that on that fifth floor, you have to be right a lot, mm-hmm. and you have to get it right the first time, at a greater percentage that you get it wrong. Mm. Rom suffered from that. Mm. He didn't get it right the first time a lot, mm-hmm. and the only reason he got a second term because he's just he got it. Mm-hmm. She's gonna have it in 2023 financially, but the people. The young people in this case were right. They said that she was a fraud progressive. Hmm. She is a fraud progressive. Hmm. Um, and it's coming out. She is, she's a real deal federal prosecutor. Yep. 
Um, people kept forgetting that right? that is exactly what she Re- was. Relationally, she deals with disagreements like a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Um, relationally, she deals with things like a corporate attorney. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, damn, she said that. Mm-hmm. Like they uh, in, in the corporate world, there's there um, how you say it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody here is uh, how it's interpreted, right, right. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is at will. Mm-hmm. So it don't matter how I say it. You ain't doing your job, getting your ass out of here. Mm-hmm. But when you become a public servant, it matters that you are strong with the truth and gentle with people. Mm-hmm. And she just can't do it. Yeah, she she, she can't, can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I would say I was wrong um, in picking her because Tony is Tony was a machine. Mm. She is still a machine. She'll be the next Mike Madigan of the state. She runs the city. Mm-hmm. She's been running the city for a long time. She's probably one of the best politicians in the country. Oh, wow. She just got her ass kicked by Lori, so that's why we don't talk about it that much. She mm-hmm. only won four precincts. It's about 2,000-plus precincts. Mm-hmm. In the run. Nice. She won four. She didn't want any of the awards. Um, so, she got a, so she's doing the right thing, though. When you get your ass whooped, you go chill out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Put the steak on your eye. Yeah. Get the concealer. Right. You know. Get the concealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, Lori's one term, to just surmise what I just said, she's going to be one term. Mm. It's going to be a clown show again in 2023. There's going to be about 15 people jumping out the two-door Volkswagen saying they're um, running for mayor. Is Tony come? Do you think Tony come back? That's a really good question because all of the, all of the young pups that are popping right now mm-hmm. and a... And a Valencia Vasquez, she's right now she's the uh, city clerk. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my boy's wife? That's the city treasurer. Uh, Irvin's wife is the city treasurer. All of them coming. Oof. All of these young people with new ideas. They got a little money behind them. They built up a bit of a collective. They're coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what Tony will do, but she runs all of them. Oh, okay. So we'll see. But it's going to be a clown car show again. 14, 15, 17 candidates. I can't wait to see Lori in the next. I mean, goodness gracious. Whew. I wonder if they're going to be like, so how you feel about throwing Eddie under the bus? Just hit her with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> just, y'all just, goodness gracious. Her, her problem is going to be hindsight. Mm-hmm. We all going to look back at these four years, which was probably the worst four years for any politician True. in leadership. She she just, man, she couldn't catch a break. You you had like George, George Floyd. Like, it, everything was right behind each other. Too. Now, I, I rolled for Lori for a very long time. I did I because I remembered I worked in corporate America. And I remembered that Lori <laughs> is an attorney. Yeah. So I wasn't shocked by her uh presentation okay you know when you work with attorneys you get used to that very dry like no emotion or anything Mm -hmm. like that so even in her press uh, press conferences where people will come back and be like don't you just feel like she's just rude and mean Mm -hmm. i'm like no that's literally she's an attorney yeah so but i will be very interested in when you know when she runs again what the narrative would be uh for her because it seems like everybody always says uh like even with her and the police like oh they don't like her this that and the third but then boom the numbers come out about how much money just went to the police it seems like it's just a lot of backdoor things uh and she's not really keeping her back door clean right it seems like it's all coming out in public very quickly right 
What's your opinion on the amount of money that the police just got, got from the uh, uh, budget? I think well, the pandemic budget, right? Yeah, right. that's right. the difference. Yeah, I, I think again, it's like read the room, mm-hmm. right? And these, if you have those soft skills, if you're used to doing this with people, mm-hmm. with union workers, with day to day people, you know that those numbers got to be flipped. Mm-hmm. But if you're used to hanging out in the North Shore, mm-hmm. corporate attorney life, just your life being financed by people that don't look like you, then it's going to be hard to read the room of the boards that Willie Wilson won and gave to her in the runoff. She didn't mm-hmm. win any of the black community um, as a majority mm-hmm. during that during the general election. Mm, okay. So I think it's a miss. I think it's a miss. I think the handling of the return to school mm-hmm. is a miss. I think oh, her tone so and congeniality is a miss. Mm-hmm. And she going to pay for it in two years. In 2023, she won't get another term. I knew she wouldn't get another term after the mishandling of the teacher strike. Now, it's it's in stone. Yeah, She should get put that money behind somebody else. Because mm-hmm. she's not going to win. She's going to have the money to compete. Mm-hmm. But she's not going to have... The social capital, and she's not going to have the um, the role, to, the sheet to run of like, hey, mm-hmm. here's what I did, because mm-hmm. it's going to be short compared to the stuff she messed up. I don't think she has the pride to just pass it off. Oh no, yeah, I don't. I don't think she does it. No all. way. No, no, no. You don't. You don't surrender power. You got. You got to be taken away. Yes. Well, if this is the Wednesday night show, I would say what came to my head. <laughs> don't but do it's it. Not. What's Wednesday dedicated to? So we're gonna leave that out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna save that. Let me write that down. Yeah. Like uh-huh. Um well, what I wanna do when uh it's time to vote in Chicago, I'm gonna write in Timothy Jones. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Would you ever run? I mean, is that something that is all of this is working towards? I don't know. So I have responsibility to be positive, patient, and consistent. Mm-hmm. And everything else will fall with it where it's mm-hmm. supposed to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and those attributes in the area of motivation, inspiration, and leadership. Mm-hmm. So those that's what I'm supposed to do. I don't have my eyes on anything. Mm-hmm. I have a day-to-day job that my eyes are on. I do this. My eyes are on it. But I'm not doing anything because it's going to catapult me to such and such. Now, I have a good grasp of what's going on in the city politically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a possibility. Okay. Um, I'm giving like a real politician response. You right are. Um, <laughs> but I, I want folks to, uh, to be engaged, to mm-hmm. understand what's going on around them. That mm-hmm. we have the most African Americans in leadership positions right now in the city of Chicago mm-hmm. and the South and West Side still look the same. They do. Leadership is still again. You can't. Who, who sent you? Mm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the problem with Lori. It was like, who? Where did she come from? Right. Who sent her? And knows we not about to let her bust up this machine. Mm-hmm. But she broke through the machine, and that's what I. That's what I was for. I'm anti machine. I'm anti democratic. This is the way that it's mm-hmm. always been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that she was that. But she don't even have the capacity to be that. The young mm-hmm. people got it right. All the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. young people, um, I don't want to say their names, but the young crowd got it right. They said that she wasn't progressive, she, mm-hmm. she couldn't do it, and that she was a, 
a fraud, a fraud progressive. Mm-hmm. They got it right. Hmm. But who knows if I'll run it. Okay. I do want to ask, um, you have an annual men's brunch. What is that about and how did it get started? I know. Ha- I, I don't have an annual men's brunch. Um, I don't. You don't? Oh, and my personal. Those yeah. are my friends. Yeah, yeah, your I'm personal. sorry. Yeah, we just did our fifth New Year's Day brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a scripture that says iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. I have a core group of friends that I've been friends with 15 to 20 years, and that's just one way nice. we connect and just start off the year with each other um, with brunch. We got a chance to do it this year despite COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, t- the circle was a little smaller, but... It's just a way to make a human connection with people that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's not really big with men. So I didn't care if it was personal or professional. Right. I thought it was very interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's still some room to grow as far as us being more transparent with each other about what's mm-hmm. really going on in our life mm-hmm. and who we are and do we like who we are and where we're headed as men, as parents, as businessmen. There's still some areas to grow in that. Mm-hmm. Um you talk about is there any hope for the black community Mm -hmm. a bigger and another good question is is there hope for the black man Hmm. Um, because we are dissegmented and disjointed when it comes to things of positivity of consistency of monogamy of like linear focus Hmm. we don't have a linear focus collectively we see it a little bit in business. You know, there's a few business, black businesses where there's a collective of men that lead the way hmm. um, in that. But as far as this day-to-day holistic, how are you as your man? How many Pepsis did you drink today? <laughs> you don't have a friend that asks him. He has a friend that hands him the next he, Pepsi. And we need that. Uh-huh. I need to have a friend that says, did you pick up your phone every nine minutes today? Mm. But we think that that's off-limits Right. Um, and it's not. It's the way that we commune together as men and become better. Mm-hmm. But because we don't, we continue to live in the status quo, mm-hmm. which is Latin for the mess that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So that was a sidebar. Nobody asked for that, but <laughs> gave it to you. It anyway. was great. <laughs> All right. Well, we are here with. Brother Tim Jones, motivational speaker, writer, public speaker, community advocate, big picture thinker, a leader in our community, a leader in my heart, and uh, nothing but bigger things to come. Mm -hmm. Tell us where we can follow you on all of your social media platforms. Facebook, Tim Jones. I know it's probably be 100 Tim Jones that pop up, (laughs) but... um, you should be able to find me because I'm kind of connected to mm-hmm. the algorithm will mm-hmm. put you to the right Tim Jones. Mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram, I am Tim Jones LLC. Facebook, I mean, uh, LinkedIn, Timothy Jones, mm-hmm. for my personal professionals. And then I am Tim Jones.com for just more information, mm-hmm. some cool pictures. <laughs> I don't know. Really quick, on your WGN performance, what it, uh, appearance, I mean, what is a rideshare desert? I wanted to ask you that. Meaning, like, there was places in the city that, like, Lyft and Uber wouldn't go? Well, the the, um, the, the inventory of drivers is smaller in our neighborhoods. Mm. 
Also, in, in particular to what you're talking about is this was about the congestion tax mm -hmm. when they were getting ready to do the congestion tax. The single mom that works at Ruth Chris mm -hmm. that lives in Woodlawn or lives in the back of the yards, now she's going to incur that charge on top of um, the charge of commuting from mm -hmm. Streeterville to back of the yards or whatever. Oh, so it. it creates ride share deserts. Okay. Um, no, no, that doesn't create ride-share deserts. But drivers, when people who drive Lyft and Uber, they going to the airports, they going downtown, ain't nobody just posting up on 79th waiting for their thing to go. Right. Okay. So it creates um, an effect of, of ride-share deserts. Really? Okay. Um, I really, I guess it is by neighborhood, huh? Okay. I've never had that issue. So when you said that, it threw me. Everything else I called yeah. on to, then when you said that, I was just like, I never heard of that before. Yeah. But okay. It's probably not the biggest issue in our community, but if you if you compound it with the bike share mm. desert, yeah, they um, just updated compounds that. with the bus taking you door to door. They don't take us door to door in right. our community. You got to get dropped off and still walk. Mm -hmm. So it just it just compounds the issues that happen in our community. Hmm. And on Saturday mornings, bright and early All at right. 8 a.m. Mm. 8 a.m. on my Facebook Live. Oh, immediately when I'm done, it gets shared with the world. So it lives on my Facebook page. I end up sharing it on my Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to spread, spread the word, man. Word of the day with Tim Jones every Saturday morning, mm -hmm. bright and early, bright and early, <laughs> 8 a.m. Most people are up at eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I probably didn't sleep for a couple of hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> Most people's bodies don't let them sleep past 7 a.m. I'm so glad my body does not wake up naturally at any given time. Oh, amen for you. I am amen. so glad for that. Brother Johnson, it has been a pleasure it always has. to have you here. I've been looking forward to this, and you did not disappoint Thank you. I Amazing. you would not. This has been great. We are sponsored by Zelia Rose Boutique Shop. ZeliaRose.com, jars by Jasmine's in the South Loop. They will deliver. You can pick it up at their new South Loop location. And South they, Loop Food Company. Yes, and you can get plenty of Ubers and Lyfts over there. <laughs> I gotta no, do some research, and that blew me. No problem. Like, well, wait, what? Well, yeah, when you live close to the South Loop like Kim does, uh, you don't have those problems. <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> okay, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we will return on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday night, we yes. turn events, black mm -hmm. culture, and entertainment. Oh, and before we get out of here, happy birthday to Courtney Nicole. Happy birthday, happy Courtney, birthday Nicole. Courtney Nicole. Happy birth, early birthday, Kelly. See you Tuesday. And we have the actual factual birthday coming up on this coming Thursday. Period. Yes, yeah. 225. <laughs> 225. 225. Make sure you play it in the lottery. And uh, to Chris's best friend, the kid, 222. Oh, uh, happy birthday. A lot of Pisces. Yeah, Pisces season. I mean, season. we. Yikes. Oh, the nerve of the cancer. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. Yes. Let's keep it simple. Okay, so uh, thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you great. Too, 
And uh, thank you for our gifts. These I are so know. Great. It's a life sees and not a life sentence. You leave <laughs> no potential on the table. Setbacks are really slingshots. Leave Come on. no potential on the table. Go ahead Brother and jump Jones, right on Amazon you. and get these yes. framed. Thank you for mm-hmm. your leadership. Thank yes, you for yes. your positivity and being an inspiration. And uh, I want to be like you when I grow up. So. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, amen. <laughs> Good night, people. Good Thank night. you all for watching. Support on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, iHeartMedia, all that good stuff at all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok coming soon. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Good night. Yeah, and YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube page. We got a lot of good new stuff on the YouTube page. Yes. I'm apologetic. You see the spelling right here. Two L's. Right. We're going to get some pictures with Tim Jones, and we're going to go enjoy our Sunday evening. Good night. <laughs>